You're listening to Commute, the podcast. Congratulations, you'll be smarter when you get there. What up? Welcome into Commute, the podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Jay. And we are about to take you on a deep dive on three topics that we find interesting, and we're betting that you might just find them interesting, too. We can promise you this. You'll be smarter when you get there. On this edition of Commute, a quick holiday edition of Commute this week, actually, two shorter topics as we navigate this busy holiday week. First, every holiday season, we do a lot of visiting friends and family, and with that comes an important decision upon entering someone else's house. Do we or do we not take our shoes off? If you turn on an NFL game in the afternoon on Thanksgiving Day, as most Americans do, you've probably noticed a pattern. The Detroit Lions play at 1 o'clock and the Dallas Cowboys play after that. But why do those specific teams play on Thanksgiving Day every year? Turns out the tradition goes pretty far back. How about them Cowboys? All of that on this edition of Commute. Let's go. And Jay, before we get rolling, I actually think this is the perfect opportunity for us to make a plea to our Commute listeners. If you have not rated the show on whatever your preferred podcast uh, platform is, so whether that's Apple iTunes or Spotify, it really does a lot for us. We'd love for you to just take a couple minutes to do it. Yeah, it helps us get more visibility, uh, would be more likely to appear in searches or uh, be featured or something like that. So uh, it just takes a second. If you do it on Apple Podcasts, there's like a place where you can write a review. Uh, on Spotify, there's a way you can rate it as well. So uh, any of those platforms just really helps us get more exposure. So if you listen to the show and you like the show, uh, that's just a really quick and easy way to give us some support. Yeah, we're really in a great place. We, we are up to almost 100 reviews, which is big time for uh, an indie uh, show like ours on Apple Podcasts. So we'd love to get up over 100. So if you could help us get there, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm not going to say it would be a holiday miracle. It would be a holiday miracle. <laughs> well, Jay, with that said, it is the holiday season. And that officially means we're going to be both visiting a lot of people and having a lot of people visit us. And Jay, with all that visiting comes a question that we face upon entering someone else's house. Should you or should you not take your shoes off? Some people looking at you white carpet owners make it easy. I mean, who wants to be the person who tracks mud on the white carpet? But other homes aren't so cut and dry. So, Jay, where do you stand on this? I mean, I like the comfort of keeping my shoes on, but... I sort of had to kind of assess the situation, I guess, when I come into the house. Hardwood, like, those shoes are staying on. Yeah, and it makes me feel a little, I don't want to say naked, but, like, defenseless, maybe? Like, if I'm walking around in socks? Like, if something happens, I'm not ready. Yeah, like, you can be, you know, shoeless if it's your own home, but I feel like if I'm visiting someone else's home, it makes sense to still have my shoes on. Exactly. Like, if it catches on fire, I mean, I'm sorry, first of all, that your house is on fire, but second of all, I'm going to get out of there in my shoes. But Jay, regardless of how either of us feel, there's really no way to sugarcoat it. The bottoms of our shoes are super, super dirty. In fact, a recent study from the University of Arizona found that E. coli was detected on more than 90% of the shoes tested. And Kelly Reynolds, a professor at the University of Arizona, told RealSimple.com, that sounds like a lot 
Because that is a lot. <laughs> That's more than we find on hands or on floors, Dr. Reynolds said. Shoes are a common vehicle for bringing major contaminants into the home. And Jay, those germs really aren't an issue until you come in direct contact with the bottom of your shoe or a surface they've been on. Think about the cycle of transmission, Reynolds says. Do you have kids crawling around or do you sit on the floor yourself? If the germs get on your hand and then you touch your eyes, nose, or mouth, you've just completed what we call the cycle of transmission, and you've increased your chances of getting sick. And the disgusting icing on the proverbial cake, Jay, is that bacteria and viruses often don't die very quickly. So maybe the germs that you've been tracking around every single house you go in since you keep your shoes on, well, they still might be there. Germs can live for a week and even sometimes up to a month. But Jay, with all the disgusting news about this, what are we to do about it? Well, it's pretty simple, says Reynolds. Don't live like you and I did, Jay, when we were in college. You need to routinely clean. Reynolds recommends committing to vacuuming at least once a week and trying to clean as much as you can throughout the week at your house. To cover your bases, she says, look for a cleaner that has the word disinfectant on the label. This means it's certified to kill both viruses and bacteria. But Jay, the real secret to do is what I do, which is you get yourself a nice pair of house shoes. They're like shoes, except they're made for the house. Well, yeah, if you want to be the most annoying possible person on Thanksgiving, as soon as your guests come to the door, you just tell them everything shoes. that you just told me. You could be like, oh, excuse me, <laughs> Uncle uh, Uncle uh, Matt, the, uh, the University of Arizona actually released a study about the bottoms of your shoes. Can I tell you a little bit about it? Just see how that goes. First of over. all, I actually, I actually do have an uncle. Matt, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, number two, jerk or not jerk, if you go over to someone's house and you take house shoes, like you put on your house shoes at someone's house. Yeah, I feel like it's like a little disrespectful. You're getting a little too comfy. Yeah, like it's kind of also yeah. it's sending a message. Like I don't want to put my feet on your floor a little bit. Like to me, that's the message it sends. See, to me, the message is like I might stay as long as I want to stay. <laughs> like I could stay the night. We'll just find out. So Dave, uh, you are a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, and you have been for pretty much your whole life. Uh, And, you know, one of the things about the Dallas Cowboys that pretty much everybody knows is they play every year on Thanksgiving. So really, you kind of have this opportunity for your Thanksgiving to be either really good or like kind of ruined in a very public way, right? Yes, Cowboys fandom is pain. So my Thanksgivings are typically ruined. Uh, because the Cowboys usually lay an egg. Yeah, it's also kind of devastating for you, too, because you're kind of like Cowboys guy for a lot of people. So what, what oh, I mean yeah, yeah. by I'm the that, guy you text yeah, like, to is make like, fun of. You're yeah. kind of like the main Cowboys fan that a lot of people know. So when they lose, you know, people just love to pile on, and the first thing they do is text you or you know, make fun of you. And so you're sitting there with like 30 of your family members and they're all just sort of like mocking you in front of everyone. So that's just got to be very tough on you. It's really cool too because it's people you see like once a year <laughs> and that's that's all they know you for. It's just, right. They just walk through the house and make fun of you. So if you're not familiar with what we're talking about here, the Thanksgiving Day NFL games, there's three of them. The third one was only added in 2006, so it's relatively new. But the other two, the first one played at 1 o'clock, and then the second one played at 425, uh, always feature the same two teams. At 1 o'clock, you have the Detroit Lions, and then at 425, you always have the Dallas Cowboys. And it turns out it's kind of a different story for each of the teams on how we got to this tradition. 
For the Lions, Dave, they've been at it for a while. This team was founded in 1929 in Portsmouth, Ohio, funny enough, originally called the Spartans until it was purchased by a Detroit radio station owner named George Richards, who moved the team to Detroit in 1934. Now, that move brought with it a pretty big issue, which is that there was already a team in Detroit called the Tigers, who were fresh off of winning the American League in 1934. The newly named Lions had marketing issues here and could really only attract an average of about 15,000 fans to the stadium for any given game. So it was Richards who first conceived the idea to play a game on Thanksgiving to increase exposure for the team on a more national scale. Richards called in some favors and convinced NBC to broadcast the game across 94 national stations. And Dave, the move worked. The 26,000-seat home stadium of the Lions sold out. And even though the Lions lost the game to the Bears, the 1934 Thanksgiving game started a tradition of the Lions playing on Thanksgiving that has existed ever since. Now, the other team that you'll see every Thanksgiving, the Dallas Cowboys, seized their opportunity to play on Thanksgiving in 1966 when their owner at the time, Tex Schramm, saw an opportunity to market the team. Schramm was something of a marketing genius and can really be credited for getting the Dallas Cowboys to the status of America's team. It was Schramm who created the famous Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, for example. When the Cowboys played their inaugural Thanksgiving Day game, the fans came out in droves and the team broke its attendance record as 80,259 fans crammed into the stadium. And since then, well, the rest is history. The Lions and Cowboys have played on Thanksgiving every year since, with a couple of exceptions, such as when the world was engulfed in World War II from 1939 to 1945 and the league was essentially on hold, or in 1975 and 1977 when the NFL tried to trade out the Cowboys with the St. Louis Cardinals on Turkey Day to increase the team's popularity. And so the tradition continues, Dave, which is good news for you, at least when the Cowboys win, and pretty bad news for you when they lose. Well, usually what makes it a little bit better when they play bad is, I think a lot of people would agree with me here, Thanksgiving is better the second time. So I don't know how you do it, but like we'll have the Thanksgiving meal. It's great. Cowboys play halftime seconds. I go back, I warm it up, and it tastes better than it did the first time. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's nothing know. better than Thanksgiving Day uh, leftovers, you know, the next day. Yeah, I don't know the science behind it. I mean, this is same day leftovers, but man, it's good. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review Commute on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast network. Check us out. We're on social. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always say what up at our website, commutethepodcast.com. Music for Commute is provided by my main man, Jason Sammons. For Jason, and I'm Dave Trop. We'll see you next week. Try to do your best turkey. Come, come, come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't expect it to be good, did you? It wasn't good. <laughs>